Hello, I'm Peter Mark Richman, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Thank you for joining us for episode 275 of On Screen and Beyond, the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This, as I said, is episode 275. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak, and this week we are taking our monthly look at what's coming your way in the next month that's coming up in August. What's coming your way as far as theater releases and dvd and blu-ray of course and uh we're gonna let you know all those things what's coming your way in august and uh this week our guest on on screen to be on so so much fun having him on here peter mark richmond now his face is one of those faces that you're gonna remember he's been in hundreds and hundreds of tv shows he was a star of a tv show back in the 60s called kane's hundred and a lot of people remember him as Chrissy Snow's father, Reverend Snow, on Three's Company. And he was also, of course, Blake Carrington's lawyer on Dynasty in the 80s. And uh, it just goes on and on. Peter's done so much stuff. He's going to be coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen to Beyond. I hope you're going to be sticking around for that. And before we get into what's coming your way in the month of August in theaters, let me tell you this. It is episode 275 of On Screen to Beyond, and we're coming up to our 300th show. We have had up a little over 92,000 people as our peak for how many people in a day have listened to the show or gone to On Screen and Beyond. And uh, I'd like to hit 100,000 by our 300th show. So uh, this is up to you. Tell a friend, get more people, download all of the episodes that we have, uh, listen to them, and uh, it'll help us get there. I would really like to hit 100,000 people in a day listening to On Screen and Beyond. That would be really great, and we can use that to get more people to come on the show and everything and uh, just help us out. So if you're going to do that, that'd be great. Also, if you're shopping, be sure to uh, you know help us out by going to onscreenandbeyond.com and click on one of the advertisers we have. If you're going to be doing some shopping anyways, don't do anything special, but if you're going to be doing shopping and you're going to be buying from one of those merchants, just click on their ad. It'll take you to their site, give us a little credit, and doesn't cost you anything different than you normally would, so uh, you can help support the show that way. So we'd appreciate that. So, what do you say? Let's find out what's coming your way in August as far as in theaters for Remake Madness. Next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Please hang up and try again. Remake Madness. Well, what is coming your way in theaters in August as far as remakes? None. There are no remakes coming your way in August, so let's get right into upcoming new movies in August in theaters right here on On Screen and Beyond. Upcoming new movies. Well, on August 2nd, Denzel Washington and Matt Damon team up in 
Two Guns. It's an action thriller. And also on August 2nd, Europa Report. It's a documentary-style science fiction thriller as it follows a cruise journey to Jupiter's moon Europa to confirm the existence of life on that moon. And it has a tragic outcome. August 7th, Jennifer Aniston and Jason Sudeikis uh, star in Where the Millers. It's a comedy about uh, a fake wife, uh, two pretend kids, an RV, and a pot dealer. And on uh, August 9th, the story of Linda Lovelace comes your way in a film called Lovelace. And Jodie Foster stars in Elysium on August 9th in a world trying to stay elite and perfect. And the world of evil Billionaires comes our way in Paranoia as it hits theaters on August 16th. It stars Harrison Ford, Gary Oldman, and Liam Hemsworth. August 16th, look for Ashton Kutcher. He's going to star in Jobs as Steve Jobs. And August 30th, Ethan Hawke and Selena Gomez star in Getaway as a race car driver frantically tries to save his wife. That is it for upcoming new movies coming your way in August. In theaters, and next on On Screen and Beyond, taking you down to Sequel City to find out what's coming your way as far as sequels in theaters in August. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Sequel City coming your way in August in theaters as far as sequels. Well, there's uh, two of them. Percy Jackson, The Sea of Monsters, continues the adventures of Percy on August 9th. And Kick-Ass 2 lands in theaters on August 16th, this time with Jim Carrey on the cast. That is it for Sequel City. Sequels coming your way in August in theaters. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we take a peek at what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD in August. TV on DVD coming your way in August. Well, on August 6th, The Borgias, the final season, Community, season 4, Gunsmoke, season 9, volume 1 and volume 2, Ripcord, uh, looks like they're going to be having uh, season 1 and season 2 coming your way, Smash has season 2 coming your way, and Strike Back brings you season 2. August 13th, Combat, Season 5, Enlightened, Season 2, Family Ties, Season 7, Girls, Season 2, Once Upon a Time, Season 2, and Perry Mason, Season 9, Volume 2. August 20th, Being Human, Season 5, The Good Wife, Season 4, Mike and Molly, Season 3, NCIS, Los Angeles, Season 4, NCIS, Naval Criminal Investigative Service, Season 10, and Parenthood Season 4, Revenge Season 2. August 27th, it looks like Elementary Season 1, Flashpoint Season 5, Grey's Anatomy Season 9, Homeland Season 2, and The Walking Dead Season 3. That is it for TV on DVD coming your way in August. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD? We've got it next. <laughs> 
Movies on DVD coming your way in August, August 6th. You look for Mud with Matthew McConaughey, Oblivion with Tom Cruise, and The Place in the Pines with Ryan Gosling. August 13th, The Big Wedding with Robert De Niro and a whole bunch of other stars, and The Company You Keep with Robert Redford. Empire with Tommy Lee Jones, The Muppet Movie with Charles Durning, and Olympus Has Fallen with Gerard Butler. August 20th, look for Scary Movie 5 with Ashley Tisdale. And on August 27th, The Great Gatsby with Leonardo DiCaprio and Pain and Gain with Mark Wahlberg. That is it for Movies on DVD coming your way in August. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we have the pleasure of having Peter Mark Richmond joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. And he has been in hundreds of TV shows. Uh, you, You just can't believe the shows he's been in and we've seen his face and we know him from all kinds of shows some of the biggies dynasty he was uh, blake carrington's lawyer remember him and chrissy snow's father reverend snow on three's company kane's hundred back in the 60s and it just goes on and on and on all the shows he's been on he is next peter mark richmond right here on on screen and beyond Today on On Screen and Beyond, my guest is an actor who you may remember as Nick Kane, the star of Kane's 100 in the 60s, or Duke Page on Long Street in the 70s, or as Chrissy Snow's father, Reverend Snow, on Three's Company, or as C.C. Capwell on Santa Barbara, or Andrew Laird on Dynasty in the 80s, or any of the hundreds of other roles he's done over the years. It's Peter Mark Richmond. Peter, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Well, I'm, I'm very happy to be here. Peter, looking at all the shows that you've done over the years, I mean, there's hundreds of them. <laughs> Did, uh, hundreds, hundreds. Yeah, I mean. I've been very fortunate. Wow, yeah. I, I was amazed that, I mean, I recognize your face, you know, because you've been in so many different shows. But I never realized until I started doing my research of, of how many shows you've really done. Yeah. Yeah, I was one of the fortunate actors uh, who went from show to show now when you started acting was the studio system still running back then or had it ended Uh, the studio system was uh, running you mean uh, hiring long term contracts for players yes yeah when I I got started uh, when I was commuting from New York to uh, Hollywood uh, I stayed at a hotel, uh, the Montecito Hotel in uh, Hollywood, and uh, I would come out for a show, and then I'd go back to New York, and then I get a phone call on uh, from my agent, and I had to come back uh, and and to Hollywood, and then it was back and forth and back and back and forth. Uh, it was one of the migratory workers. Uh, actors, uh, I did did a lot of shows like that mm-hmm. uh, until I moved out here. But uh, you know, when I started uh, doing that, uh, Clint Eastwood was uh, uh, a, a contract player at uh, 
I think at Universal or or uh, Warner Brothers. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, he was a very handsome guy, and uh, I used to run into him in uh, uh, the market out here, right by the the corner where the hotel was, uh, and. Uh, we used to chat, and uh, uh, I remember I did a, sh- a show with him uh, on Rawhide. Ah, yes. Terrific show, two-parter. Uh, I don't remember what it's called, uh, but I was a very bad gunslinger. Uh-huh. <laughs> the heavy, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. But attractive. Right. <laughs> Before all this happened, what sparked that interest in you to become an actor? Well, I, I guess uh, when I was a kid, I uh, even in first grade, I was in a play, and <clears throat> I got the chicken pox, but I didn't get the second performance because I had the chicken pox. Uh, we had a thing in the... Uh, uh the uh the assembly was for for the uh second graders or the third graders and, mm-hmm. and we had it in the in the morning and in the afternoon i never got to play the afternoon because i had this disease as a kid i i can't remember how old i was but uh i i've had a uh, long Standing about uh, being an actor uh, since I was a, a, a kid, and uh, it got stronger when I uh, uh, when I when I got to high school. I was a kind of a football player, and I was a you know a star on the championship team in South Philadelphia High School, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I didn't do any acting, but. Uh, when I was in high school, uh, a, a very lovely uh, teacher, she said, you had a wonderful voice. I'd like to uh, send you up for uh, an audition for radio. And I said, oh, okay. And then I, I suddenly became a radio actor at 16, and I, uh, I became uh, in the union. Uh, it was called uh, AFRA at the time, A-F-R-A, and uh, I used to get ten bucks a show. So <laughs> I remember, I remember uh, sending my agent three dollars for uh, uh, three shows. Hmm. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, then that when I, I went into the Navy. Uh, because I didn't want to go into the army, uh, because I had a brother in the army uh, during the war, mm-hmm. and uh, that is the Second World War. <laughs> <laughs> so I enlisted in this in the uh, when I was seventeen uh, in the navy, and then I I had uh, very strong revelations about uh, when I came out of the navy about wanting to be an actor because uh, I used to I used to write away to all the uh, 
um, we advertised acting schools in New York and and Philadelphia and Boston and Hollywood and I'd get a ton of mail, you know, mm-hmm. and it started in the Navy and. Uh, I was always at mail call with a, with a bunch of brochures, you know. Uh, but I had a I had a brother. Uh, my father died when I was 16 years old, uh, and I had a brother who was a pharmacist, uh, and he s- sort of became my surrogate father, in a in a sense. Uh, he wanted me to pursue. Um, pharmacy mm-hmm. and I wouldn't hear of it because my marks were kind of lousy in high school uh, and uh, I, I was starting to do a lot of stuff uh, uh, in the little theaters in Philadelphia and I started to do radio work in uh, WCAU and WFIL and all that uh, affiliate stuff and civic programs and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I remember with the KYW uh, Playhouse and uh, very professional uh, people. And I would call this uh, English director and he, uh, I'd say, Doug, we, we've got anything... Uh, for me this week, and he said, uh, no, call me next week. So one day I hit it, and uh, I went to work and doing three voices. So hmm. um, that that, uh, that that piqued my curiosity about uh, being a professional actor. Yeah. Uh, and I n- never in a wildest my wildest dreams would ever think that I was uh, going to Hollywood eventually mm-hmm, yeah. or Broadway or anything like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, it developed and and also uh, uh, I, I was a football player, you know, and I played two years in the Eastern Pro Conference oh. and I got in a very serious uh, that the league doesn't exist anymore but uh, I used to watch it when I was a kid Uh, very rough uh, league and I got seriously injured in my right leg uh, in the second season and I was already uh, you know scouted to to go to college for football Mm -hmm. Uh, I was a you know, kind of a bruising fullback, a blocker and a passer and a kicker and kind of a triple threat, threat guy. Yeah, yeah. And I I was invited to Dartmouth and and uh, University of Maryland. Uh, the coach called me uh, from the University of Maryland uh, and. Uh, I hung up on I hung up on him because I thought it was a gag. You know, <laughs> somebody he says, "Why did you hang up on me, son?" <laughs> so I thought, "Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to do that." And 
So I went to uh, um, uh, University of Maryland, and I sat on the bench, uh, and then uh, they worked out, and I, had, I saw a game. I did the same thing at Dartmouth. I sat on the bench at, at the Dartmouth-Princeton game because I was uh, hopefully I would uh, matriculate to Dartmouth College. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't. Um, and, and and there were a lot of schools that wanted me. Uh, and uh, then um, I was involved with a girl at the time, and uh, uh, I didn't know what to do. I was very confused. And uh, my brother uh, imposed upon me, and I... Uh, the matriculation for the Philadelphia College of Pharmacy and Science uh, rolled around, and uh, suddenly I was a freshman. And uh, I had the GI Bill, and uh, I thought I would flunk out in six weeks, and I stuck it out, and I became a pharmacist after four years. So you really you are a pharmacist then? Yes, I am a pharmacist uh, with a license in two states. Wow, Pennsylvania and New York. Hmm. Uh, so, if you hadn't gotten hurt playing football, do you think you you would have stayed in the uh, the the football career, or do you still think you might have wandered off into uh, acting? Uh, I I would have pursued something in in uh, in football. I don't know whether how how far it would go or the. Uh, quality of the team I would wind up with, uh, but maybe it was a good thing that I got this injury, uh, and uh, I couldn't run for two years, so that wrapped up my football days. Yeah, yeah, a lot more, well, I I say it's a lot more dangerous, but uh, in all of your acting career, of course, you were on a lot of westerns and things like that, did you ever get hurt on any of the shows you've worked on over the years? Uh, well, I got thrown from a horse uh, a couple of times, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, various and sundry. You know, uh, when you're doing your show and you worked uh, 12 hours and the lights going down and, uh, and you know they got to get the shot and all that stuff and uh, you know it it's it uh, becomes dangerous. Mm, yeah, and then um, uh. There was one incident on the uh, the Virginian. I remember. Uh, I had to uh, ride alongside. Uh, it was called the Gauntlet, and uh, it, I can't remember the name of the guy, I, the lead guy in the Virginian. James Drury. James Drury. Yeah, he's been a guest uh, on the show. <laughs> Yes, and and uh, we were having a uh, a race, and uh, we were having a fight on the on the on the horse horses, and we uh, he said we got we got to follow this with a you know I'm, I'm, I'm I got a tight I got a a close up lens and when I'm we're speeding and such and such I said uh, okay. And then uh, the stuntman advised me. He said, "That's what we have um, 
stunt guys for Mr. Richmond. I don't think it, you want to do that. It's dangerous. And uh, I got the message uh, <laughs> because uh, I almost fell off the horse and uh, we got our whips tangled and all that stuff. And so um, from that day forward, uh, I didn't do any uh, stunts. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't I left you. it to the stuntman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, now, were you a uh, uh, a horseman before you became an actor, or did you become? No, no. You learned it after. I got. I did a show. Uh, I can't remember what it was. Uh, and anyway, I had to go out. <clears throat> of course, when I, when my agent said, "Of course, he can ride," you know. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I went out to uh, Fat Jones Stable. That was a, a you know place where you learned how to ride about <laughs> three lessons, you know. And uh, I think uh, I had never been on a horse before. Friendly Persuasion, mm -hmm. my first film, and uh, the first. Uh, first shot of the picture I'm leading a cavalry of 40 men and uh, I, I did some pretty good stunts in the Sacramento River <laughs> you know you know you were familiar with that film yes I am yes it's yeah. a hell of a picture oh yeah When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Like you said, you, you were in a lot of different things, uh, and then in the '60s, you became the star of Kane's Hundred. Yeah. Now, how did that come about? Uh, did Did you make a few TV movies or, or movies before that with that character? Yes, I did. Uh, uh, that was shot in 1955, uh, and I had come out to Hollywood. To do several Hitchcocks and a lot of films of the of that period, and um, I did something that my agent, which was MCA at the time, uh, they showed it to. Uh, uh, there was a guy uh, who was William Wyler's assistant. Uh, he showed a piece of film to Weiler, but they were also. I was doing a live TV show uh, on. Uh, it was called "The Bold and the Brave," and I was a military uh, wise ass, <laughs> and uh, I remember. Uh, now I'm talking about this I I put a glass uh, in front of me and I 
dropped peanuts into that glass. I, I threw peanuts into the glass, and I never missed. And that was a shot in the opening of the show. And it, it, was, it was John Carr and Tom Tully and me. And uh, this uh, assistant to William Wyler, um, I can't remember his name now. Uh, he was a very enterprising young man. I think he was 25 years old or 26. And he took this uh, film, the, the, the kinescope, to Weiler, and he showed him uh, because they were looking at uh, John Carr uh, for playing Gary Cooper's son. Mm-hmm. And he, Weiler said, well, he's a good actor, but he, can he be a nice guy? <laughs> so I was touring in uh, with Eva Marie Saint in The Rainmaker, uh, the yeah. summer um, package, uh, and uh, I got a call from uh, my agent, and uh, I heard a knock on the door, and we were, uh, I had just gotten married uh, and uh, I, it was like uh, like nine thirty, ten o'clock, and I'm wondering who the hell is that? Because we were by a lake and isolated uh, from the company, from this uh, Raymaker company. And I said, "Who is it?" And it was Eva Marie. Uh, and she knocked on the door and she says, "You better call your agent. They want you in New York." I said, oh, thank you, Eva. <laughs> so I, I finally got to a phone. We, we, were, we didn't have a phone in, in the cabin. And uh, I called and I said, uh, hi, well, what's, what's going on? Well, they, Wilder wants to see you in New York. I said, well, I don't know whether I can get a plane to go to New York. He says, we'll try. Mm-hmm. So I called uh, the airline, and uh, there was a commercial flight uh, uh 1 o'clock or something, and uh, I got transportation to the airport, and uh, my, my agent was waiting for me at LaGuardia. Mm-hmm. And I, I went to... Uh, Weiler at the, the hotel, the St. Regis Hotel. We had a nice meeting, and, and uh, he said, uh, "Don't take anything until you hear from me." I said, "Oh my God!" <laughs> I, in my my brain, I was thinking, "Wow, that's that's uh, very important from William Weiler." So. I went back to the uh, my, uh, the agent was waiting for me, and uh, and I took him back to the LaGuardia Airport, and I went to the Cunemesa, uh, Massachusetts, uh, and uh, I uh, w- was roosting for several days, and I got another call, and they wanted me to 
come to New York to do a screen test. And I said, oh, my God. I called the airlines, and they, there was no commercial flights that day. Oh, and uh, I, I said, I get a private plane. And what my agent said, I said, will they pay for it? <laughs> he says, just a moment. <laughs> and he said, yes. Wow. So they they came and picked me up in a, uh, in a Taylor Cub, and they flew me back to Cape Cod uh, Airport. I can't remember. Anyway, I flew to New York and did a test with Weiler uh, on 82nd Street and 2nd Avenue, which was a, a lot of uh, screen tests, uh, companies that did that uh, screen testing mm -hmm. and I remember uh, Roger Moore was sitting next to me uh, in makeup and he was uh, auditioning for uh, a contract at 20th Century Fox hmm. I remember that yeah and uh, you're un unearthing a lot of <laughs> comments that I haven't thought about. A lot of memories. <laughs> oh, yeah. And um, Phyllis Love, who played uh, Maddie in the movie, was a dear friend of mine, and she was testing for the role of Maddie in the movie Friendly Persuasion, Gary Cooper's daughter, and she said, oh, oh, oh Mr. Weiler, I would like to test with uh, uh, Mark Richmond uh, because uh, he's he's a dear friend of mine, and uh, so he he was she she was my test, uh, and we did a test, and and uh, um, and a week later I got the role. Jumping ahead to uh, the seventies, uh, and like I say, you, I'm looking over your list here, and I, I'm, I'm just, you were in all my favorite shows: uh, The Man from Uncle, Daniel Boone. Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea, Gunsmoke, The Invaders, Bonanza, <laughs> It Takes a Thief, everything. Um, but then in the, in the late 70s, you were on the TV show uh, Three's Company. You played Chrissy's father. Yes. What, you maybe did two, three shows on that one? I did only three shows. But, it, but it's so memorable <laughs> that your, your character, you. you brought so much into that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, How did you get the part on, on that? Was it an open call to to go to that, or no? I was uh, uh, I had a manager. Uh, I was in uh, Hold Me, uh, a play, uh, a Pfeiffer play, uh, at the Westwood Playhouse in Hollywood, and it was a funny, a pl funny play. Uh, and I was a funny character in it, and uh, I played several roles. And uh, they they came to see me, uh, and the next thing I know, I was uh, in the show. Yeah, that was such a memorable character. You know, you you were stern you were <laughs> you still had that heavy but yet you were a reverend on the show so <laughs> yes 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 now with all the roles that you've done 
Uh, is there any that you personally feel is a favorite of yours? Well, I've been asked that many times, and uh, I, I don't know. Uh, you mean in TV? Uh, TV, movies, whatever. Well, uh, I was in the zoo story uh, off Broadway for uh, 400 performances. Wow. And uh, that was a very fine role. I did it with Bill Daniels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I don't think there's anybody who's done that role more than me. 400 performances. Wow, yeah. <laughs> uh, and also, I, I wrote and produced uh, and starred in a film called uh, Four Faces, mm-hmm. which I did on the uh, on the stage first. Yeah. Uh, and then I produced a film of somebody, a very wealthy friend of mine. Uh, he financed it. And... Uh, it's it it uh I play four different people, four diverse people. Uh there it's on my website. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ex- excerpts from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you seen that? No, I haven't seen that one. I've seen your website, but not the not the film. Uh well if you if you scroll down you'll get to four faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From from the home page. And um, that was a, a really a tour de force. Mm. And I did it for three months in uh, California. And then Arthur Penn uh, invited me back to the actor's studio, and, to, and I did it uh, for 21 performances there. Jeez. So when you do a role like that over and over and over, does it do you basically just become that character you know i mean doing the same show over and over you after a while you must be able to do it in your sleep uh well each each time uh i like to think it's fresh and it will vary depending on the mood i'm in or Mm -hmm. the circumstances uh, the crowd also i'm sure whether i'm tired or or lethargic or whatever and uh, it becomes a fresh experience, mm-hmm. and uh, not that it's always improvisational. Yeah. Uh, but the 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 atmosphere and the circumstances uh, prevent uh, present a, a new challenge. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Now, so now, that it doesn't get boring. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Does the reaction of the crowd pump you up? when you're doing a live performance like that? Yes. Yes. Uh, vo- the, the crowd uh, is a void of, of uh, challenge and uh, 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 they are uh, hostile. <laughs> they need softening up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I remember when I was doing the zoo story in New York, uh, I, I, I took a lot of liberties. You know, people in a small theater, 
uh, put their feet on the stage, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first row. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I observed that when I came on stage, and I was a very uh, angry young man uh, as the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I remember one time I walked down to the stage and looked at the guy whose feet up was on, and I kicked his foot off the <laughs> stage. And I went back to Bill Daniels on the bench, you know. <laughs> so these, these these are live performances are uh, are fun. Yeah. And challenging and exciting. What was the reaction of the the, the person that you hit his foot? <laughs> well, he he was uh, aghast. I'm sure he was. <laughs> he must have been yes. shocked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, your role in Dynasty, very memorable character that you played on Dynasty. Uh, how did you come about getting that role? Oh, let me think. I had done a lot of things with uh, Aaron Spelling. Ah, okay. Over the years. Uh, as a matter of fact, I did his... I did a Playhouse 90 that he wrote. Uh, so he, I was in his corner, and I did a lot of shows for Aaron Spelling. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, and uh, when the Dynasty thing came up, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I was suggested to him, and... Uh, Next thing I know, I got the role. Mm. Very popular show, that's for sure. Oh, it was a. People would, you know, go to the not go to the movies that day. It was. Oh yeah. <laughs> a terrible uh, for cinema. Right. Uh, all the all the movies houses, people stayed away to watch Dynasty. Oh yeah. It Jeez. was a huge hit. Yeah. Now, when you're on a popular show like that, did you have the the people coming up to you while you're eating in restaurants and everything like that to uh, to talk to you? Oh yes, I remember when we, my wife and I were in Paris, and uh, uh, we were in the museum, and uh, and the, the uh, little Italian girls of you know fourteen or. 15 or 13, mm-hmm. the, the whole bunch of girls, they, they, they recognized me, and they said, Dynasty, Dynasty, Dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> they came up for my autograph, and uh, we were in, uh, oh, my God, you were unearthing a lot of <laughs> the memories. <laughs> um, what the hell is very famous French actor. Oh, dear. Uh, we were in Le Serre, a very, very fine restaurant in Paris. And uh, when we were uh, showing their table, uh, and 
pianist was playing the theme from Dynasty. And, you know, I'm oblivious. And my wife said, do you know what they're pl he's playing? I said, no, what? Dynasty theme. Oh. <laughs> and uh, it, what was his name? Uh, this French actor uh, was at the next table, and he waved to me and smiled. Hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, God, I can't think of his name now. The only French actor I know is, what well, I think his last name was Depard. Depardieu or something like that. <laughs> so <laughs> Depardieu, you know, it wasn't him. Yeah, that, that's as far as I can go to help you on that one. <laughs> uh, so, so even in France, then it wasn't just the, the United States, then. Oh yeah, it was very big in uh, France. Wow, mm -hmm. very big. That's amazing. At least that that it would spread so far. So, so did you ever see? the show in France and then hear your voice uh, I presume they would dub it with somebody else doing your voice uh, you know they we had a party a rap party uh, uh, one time and um, I remember they showed a lot of stuff uh, because I was always drinking uh, uh, I was always drinking on film mm -hmm. you know a, a sip of wine or a booze or something yeah. uh, uh, Andrew Andrew Laird yeah he, he was and uh, I remember uh, walking in talking Italian and get, entering another room talking Spanish and the actor exiting and something Japanese you know it was a wonderful a clip hmm. of all the different <laughs> shows uh, translated into the to the their language. Yeah, yeah. Now, when they when they do that, do they try to get a, a voice that sounds your depth like that, or they just have somebody you know some <laughs> squeaky little guy doing it? Or no, something? no, no. They 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 really try to uh, ape mine. Ah, okay. <laughs> yes. Because it would sound different, you know. I mean, you're, you're always that heavy guy, and then all of a sudden, if the voice was, you know, didn't fit, it would just wouldn't sound right. Yes, yes. No, they they uh, were very professional about it. Yeah. Now, with your career, you you mentioned that you started out uh, doing radio and voice shows and things like that, uh, but it's it it kind of came full circle because then you. You started doing voices on cartoons and different shows like that, like the Defenders of the Earth. But you you, you have done quite a bit of voiceover work. Yes. Do you enjoy doing the voiceover work for cartoons and things? Oh, yeah. It's a diversion, yes. Yeah. I enjoyed it. And uh, I'm still doing it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, why not? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, because just so our audience knows, you, you what you've done, you've done uh, uh, Batman, voices on Batman, you've done voices on Spider-Man, you've done voices on Superman, uh, Batman Beyond, uh, I mean, yeah, just all. I got a, I got a $22 residual on Batman I just got. Now, sometimes no. they're 17 cents. Right. Yeah. Now, do you, does it sometimes surprise you when you get a, something like that and you say, oh, that's right, I did do that show? 
No, I, I really don't remember. I'm, I'm sure. I, how can yes. you remember all of them? Yes. Especially, I, I have a, 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 I have a, a, a brick, a, a, two bricks wrapped in uh, rubber band around it. There is, must be um, seventy shows, and they're 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 from a show called uh, Defenders of the Earth. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I played. Um, uh, you were the Phantom. Phantom, right? Yes. Yes. They're all eleven cents and seventeen cents <laughs> each. Mm-hmm. And the, the Screen Actors Guild sending me each individual. It cost forty six cents to send me in the mail, <laughs> and I don't know why the hell they don't put a bunch of them together, right? Jeez. And and uh, add them all together in at least at least ten. I got seventy envelopes downstairs, <laughs> and I dread going. It, it, tallying them. Right, yeah. Because I have to sign the checks. Yeah. Huh. It doesn't sound very efficient, you know, the, the way they're doing it. <laughs> it's not efficient at all. Yeah. Wow. Well, Peter, I'd like to finish up with two final questions. When you relax and watch TV, do you watch TV? And what, what are your favorite shows now and in the past? Oh, I enjoyed All in the Family. Ah, uh, yes, classic. Carol O'Connor was... Uh, uh, a, a good friend, and uh, you know, if you see excerpts from All in the Family, they, they, they it's such a unique show. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't watch I don't watch uh, episodic television, uh, and I certainly don't watch uh, uh, comedy comedy shows. Uh, they're an abortion, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Um, I I watch the news and sports. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm a Laker fan, and a, uh, Angel fan, and uh, a Ram fan from St. Louis. Ah. <laughs> yes. Because yeah. they were in L.A. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Georgia Frontieri, the owner of the, the Rams, uh, she was a dear friend of ours. And uh, I really miss her, and my wife misses her, and uh, she passed about two years ago. And um, we used to go to St. Louis to, uh, during the season uh, two times and we'd stay a week, and I had a hell of a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about movies? What's, what's your favorite movies? I've seen a lot of good films uh, lately. Um, <laughs> You're going to ask me the, the titles. I can't remember the titles. Oh, my dear. I just saw this, uh, The Lone Ranger and Tonto the other night at the Academy. How was that? A pretty good film. A pretty good film. It's a little uh, long and uh, repetitious, but it's, uh, it's a good Western. Do they, do they use the classic theme from the Lone Ranger? Yes. They do. Good. Yes. <laughs> for the uh for the uh 
uh, a high point of the f the film. Uh, they, they they go on with the music for uh, like it seems like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's I, I hate it when they remake a film and you're so accustomed. Like the the recent Superman, they did not use the traditional Superman music, and you know it, it's kind of been ground into you all these years, but. Then they don't use it, and then it's like you know, kind of a disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> what about older movies? What's your favorite movie of all time? Favorite movie? Of, well, of course, uh, Gone with the Wind about twenty-five times. Uh, classic, yeah. Yeah, and and, and that's uh, uh, I I like old films. Uh, I I can't think at the moment. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, uh, one more thing of all the different shows because you've been in some very very memorable TV shows like Star Trek and uh, the the Twilight Zone and Alfred Hitchcock and The Outer Limits. Is there a TV show or or a movie that people seem to remember you most by when they see you? Uh, it, it's amazing. Uh, that I only did three shows of Three's Company, and uh, right, that's a... people always remember that. Yeah, uh, but I'm sort of a known quantity and uh, and a face. Oh yeah, and, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, so that the, I never know. <clears throat> people uh, are kind of startled when they they see me. Of course, I I have uh, uh, gray white hair now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and. Uh, but the face is pretty much the same. Oh yeah, yeah. You you haven't changed. I mean, <laughs> it's 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 still you. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I remember. I remember when I was in New York and uh, I was exiting the uh, uh, the museum, and a guy had a, an umbrella with a, with a curl uh, holder. Mm -hmm. You know. Umbrella. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I passed him, and he hooked me with my neck. <laughs> Jeez. And he said, "Jeez." Uh, and I said, "What?" He says, "I know you." <laughs> <laughs> lucky, lucky, you didn't pull you down. I almost <laughs> fell on this. I almost fell down the steps. Jeez. <laughs> Does that happen? Quite often that you know people are a little over enthusiastic when they meet you. Well, you know, in, in New York is a, is a strange place. You know, <laughs> they're, they're, they're the with the guys in the cups and uh, handing uh, with a cup, wanting uh, nickels and dimes. Yeah, shaking the cups. Yeah, as as you walk by, and and I and I said, please, please, don't. He says, I'll never watch your f film of yours again. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, well, Peter, I, I want to thank you so much for taking the time. Th this has been so interesting to hear you tell the stories, and, and I really do appreciate that you took the time to talk to us. Thank you, Brian. Uh, I enjoyed it.
A big thank you to Peter Mark Richmond for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. Uh, like I said earlier, the the list of things that he has been on, uh, everything from Dynasty, uh, The Fall Guy, uh, Stony Burke, The Fugitive, uh, Knight Rider, Daniel Boone Bonanza, The Wild Wild West, Combat, the Mission Impossible, The Twilight Zone. It just goes on and on. He was even on Star Trek Next Generation. So it's it's just amazing what he has done. And uh, we uh, want to thank him so much for taking the time to talk to us. It's uh, just, just so much fun to, to listen to all the stories he had. And uh, we thank him so that's it. That is uh, a wrap for this week's On Screen and Beyond. And uh just want to remind you, email me at feedback at On Screen and Beyond. If you want to make a su- suggestion or anything, just go ahead and do that. love hearing from you. And uh, we also want to remind you to uh, help us reach our 100,000 people a day as our peak for On Screen and Beyond, people listening. Tell a friend, download all the episodes, just do what you got to do and help us make it over the 100,000 a day mark before our 300th episode. And uh, we'd appreciate you do that. Uh, Like I said earlier, if you're going to be shopping, go to onscreenandbeyond.com. Click on the sponsor that you are going to be doing shopping at anyways. It'll take you there. We'll get some credit for it. It's a way to help support the show. And you don't have to do anything you're not normally doing. So uh, we uh, appreciate if you do that. That's it. I've got another great guest coming your way next week. So uh, I hope you're going to keep listening. And uh, we've got uh, so much stuff coming up. But uh, we are almost at the end of this season. And I take two weeks off. And then we start up again in September. So still got a couple more episodes to go. But uh, then we will be, like I say, taking uh, two weeks off before we start the next season of On Screen and Beyond. And uh, like I said, we've got some great guests coming away. So I hope you'll tell a friend, keep it going. And uh, that's it. So until next week, when we once again take you On Screen and Beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. (laughs) 